We've shed the dead weight. Brian Lake is out. Michael Wall is in. And the band is back together for the first time in 2018. The lads were picking winners for fun last week. They're back this week with all your tips for round eight. We all launch into the pathetic state of the tribunal. And Brownie talks to us about life post-open mic. That and much, much more on the Sportsbet AFL podcast. Welcome back to the new and improved Sportsbet AFL podcast. We can't call it Brandy Brian and Hummer anymore because Brandy Lakey has just gone missing off where, the where face of the Where is he? <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely do not know. So, I'm, not, I'm not asking questions. Just happy to be here, boys. Just he's mind. a weird unit. Yep. Yeah. Very weird. Well, well you my, said he was weird at the doggies. Well, he's always yeah, very weird. But he's just, just for some for some context Probably for the hunting for Brian's bargain. Mm. He's we have not heard from him. He was coming Two in weeks. every week. <laughs> coming in every week, and not he's just a day. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Now, we are a very good replacement, though. Now, the man that joins us, you just will recognise him for about everything that Sportsbird's done in the last 12 months. He's oh, just yeah, put, the, himself, the coach. put himself everywhere. <laughs> Local <sports> cricket. <laughs> Michael Wall. <laughs> You're very good to be here, I'd say, boys. Don't mind where Brian is. Just happy to be involved and chatting with you guys. I'll tell you what, um, I have. this has been a great week at Sportsbed. Uh, we've had a lot going on, but the fact that our very own Nathan Brown was on open mic, and uh, it was just, there was a buzz in the Wasn't office it? on the day. Yeah. There was a buzz afterwards. He was walking very tall before oh, and afterwards. A I'll swagger. You, I've been watching Nathan on Twitter for the last two years, and he has copped nothing but abuse. Not one nice thing said. Correct. Some reason he goes on open mic, and everyone's getting around him. It was all what? positive. What it is it? I, I don't know. I don't understand it. Twitter ever? I don't feel comfortable with it. It's so much positivity since the open mic. I can't handle it. I don't like <laughs> it. Is there a reason? Do you think why? Well, I mean, what happened? Because even we put up posts. Normally, we put up posts. With you. I mean, let's not paint you out. That he, all your copies negative. You do. You do get. It's it's a it's an even mix. But it's been about a ninety. 90-10 mix yeah. positive this way and it just I just can't work it out just uh, people realising how good I was as a player hum. That's, <laughs> it, it, it's as simple as that <laughs> there we go now it's back to a 50-50 mix back now. to a 50-50 <laughs> yeah. mix it was um, I think just an honesty I think uh, in that forum so it was just a good bit of honesty and people like to think that other people had struggles trying to be professional the way I did as well, like like you mm-hmm. and Wally would have had with you young <laughs> yeah, kids yeah, trying to yeah. trying to break into yeah. the ranks. Uh, yeah, down at Oakley Districts yeah. in the under nines, it was uh, yeah. Wally, do I have this last pot or do I go home and get ready for tomorrow's game? No, I'm going to have this pot. And then he has the same conversation with himself three hours later. I'm going to have this last pot. No, I'm going to go home. How, how did you find the, the process of it? Because it's, it's, is it confront? Is it hard to do? Just sitting there and – because it, it's pretty serious it is. I knocked chat. him back for about a year and a half. He asked me a few times and I, I thought I'd been Mike and obviously there's been a lot of people on there now, but at the start it was, I guess, ex-champions, Brownlow medalists, blokes who've done amazing things in the game. So I felt a bit humbled to be asked, but it was, um, yeah, it's a, it's a real look into your life and where you've been and what you've done and uh, asked me about the kids and my wife and gave her a glowing reference too. Mm, she was pumped. Good. I bet. Hey, um, big Week one of the best weekends of footy we've had, I reckon, coming up this week because mm. there's been a couple of dud weekends. Start off by horrific Friday nights and they haven't been improving. We've got an absolute cracker, Hawthorne Sydney Brownie. You'll be there calling for Triple M. 
a lot of rain coming down, Michael. I think they're predicting yeah, 80 mils or something. 80 now. mil. Yeah. But this happened about a month ago and the, the rain never storm. came. Superstorm never came. But the Hawks have been really well back. They were $1.90 at the start of the week. Both sides started that. Hawks into $1.83 as we do this podcast. $1.90 for Sydney. Total points was at 150. It's now at 136. Ooh. So it'll be low scoring because these two sides aren't high scorers. So Hawthorne's last five games have been 157, 145, 168. Mm. 163, Sydney very similar, 134, 54, 160, 164. So they're low scores already. You add the amount of rain they're predicting, and not only is it rain hard to score, it's windy. It's going to be apparently 35 to 40 not wins Friday night at the MCG, which makes it super hard to score. Total points less than 140. I like that. Even as it's coming down, and I think it'll probably get shorter than that, I think uh, the total points is going to be low. It's going to be a very low-scoring game, and I do like the Hawks. Where, where would you stop? Where do you stop the points? Because it is going to go lower than 130, you'd think. Uh, it's 136 at the moment, I think. probably You probably wouldn't go any lower than 125, mid-120s. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, Brownie, looking at this, this is the this is one of the great matchups of sort of modern football. Yep. And Hawthorne's involved in a few of those, and I'll caveat that. I'm a Hawks supporter, hum, so I won't lean too much to that side. But for me, in what appears to be a 50-50 match, I'm not surprised that we're seeing a lot of money on Hawthorne. Hawthorne's won the last three, all by a kick, all right? I think two by a kick and one by five points. They've won six of the last eight. They match up really well against Sydney, and they're playing the best footy they've played in arguably – Three years. So it's definitely it's probably the best footy they've played since early 2016 and 2015. Um, Sydney have a couple of key outs. Hanbury's out. Buddy probably's not. I know he, he, he's a chance, but likely not to play. Uh, although he, you think he'd do everything to get up to play Hawks at the G. I I see Hawthorne winning this one. I think at the price now it's it's great because you're getting you're getting the price almost of a line for them head to head. And just history tells me that, that Hawks should be able to get the job done. Normally I have Luke Bruce every week, first goal scorer, and I'm yep. going to go away from that this Ooh. week. I just think he's going to get Nick Smith, um, and Nick Smith is going to play on Luke Bruce and arm across. He's probably not going to get the space he's had in recent weeks. I still think he'll kick goals on Nick Smith, but I reckon just at the start of the game, yep. it is going to be arm across, do everything you possibly can, and I reckon he'll find it hard to kick the first goal this week. There you go, Brandon. So take a seat from first goal scorer. So you're playing the unders? I am playing the unders. I've already placed my bet at 140. Yeah, the unders. That's, that's nice. Um, yeah. But the other thing is with sports bet, you don't have to have just under 140, which is the line, which is $1.91. You can go to 150 and you might get $1.40. So you can put that into your multis yeah. if uh, if you want to go for a little bit of a, uh, little bit more of a safety net with a high school. It's all about betting the weatherman, the unders overs, isn't it? If you can, mm. if you can, if sorry, betting our traders. So early. if you can, if you, yeah, early. if you get onto it early, have a look at the forecast. I mean, you think that if we're, and you can. Beat them, then you get. I had a meeting with our prices. head of trading, Cam Dean, on Monday, mm-hmm. and just for an example, the Carlton Essendon line was one sixty seven on Monday. Yep. It's now one fifty six. So mm-hmm. uh, that's how much it's moved. Yeah. When he's had a look at the old bomb site. Greater Western Sydney West Coast. Uh, I think this one is up in Sydney. Not in Canberra, is it? Yeah, no, no. It's, you never it's, know with uh, these guys. Greater yeah. Western Sydney, a dollar sixty. West Coast, two dollars thirty five. I don't know. I, I think a dollar sixty is a little bit short for GWSE. Really short, really, really short. And uh, even though Nat Newey's not going to play, they do. They're, they're playing good enough footy to win without Nat Newey. They do have Scotty Lysette, who's going to play in this game. Uh, it's at Spotless Stadium, which is in Sydney, and they mm. play unbelievably well there. Yeah. But West Coast did beat them there. Um, 
not the year, but uh, two seasons ago. Uh, Nat knew he kicked the winner on that occasion, mind you. But 235 for West Coast Eagles. I like that. I think they can uh, do some damage up there. Jack Redden's starting to play some pretty good footing. Mm. Uh, he's racking them up, and I don't think our traders have responded to that because he's $4 to have the 30, 30 or more disposals. There so Jack go. Redden, the line is 10.5, so I'm happy to take the West Coast plus 10, uh, give them a 10-point yeah. head start up there. See, Brownie, for me, this is a real watch until we see what happens to the team. So a lot out last week for GWS. Now, we know that Green, Deledio, they're not making their way back in the team. But Green, Deledio and Kelly won't play. Won't play. When is Kelly, what, when is Kelly back? Yeah, probably one or two weeks. <sighs> Maybe Green will be back then Green, too. You're saying Green won. Um, um, and we'll wait and see. Lob and, Lob and Cameron should be back this week. And that's the thing. I'll wait for the team to be named here. I don't like the I don't like the game as a betting proposition at all. Uh, as Brownie said, uh, West Coast are playing good footy. They are without Nick Nat, but at the end of the day, they can go up there. They, they should be able to take a team that can beat them. But for me, with the prices, I'd, I'd like a bigger line because GWS have that ability to come out and just dominate. And if they're on, then they could just end this really, really quickly. I'd like a better line on GWS as well. I don't like the price I'll be sitting out. Brownie, you mentioned Nick Nat not playing. I think this is a good time to bring up the tribunal because we can't be an AFL podcast and not talk about it. Mm. This, I know that over the years we've had different, you know, the, the, we, players have had to change the way they bump. They've had to change the way they tackle. The sling tackle, which yep. used to be fine, isn't. This, this is different to all those because this was till Tuesday or until whenever he did it, the perfect tackle that yep. you're always taught to do. 100%. It, I know the, that they've set a precedent. Yeah, so what what happens now? If you uh, if you now have to go, if you're going to tackle someone, you need to go because if you were to tackle someone fairly, you're in your right to hit to tackle them as hard as you could, as hard as you yeah. wanted, yeah. as hard as you could. You can't do that anymore. This no. this will change the way that AFL is played. I they got it astronomically wrong, and I've seen people come out like Malcolm Blight and Danny Frawley say they absolutely got the decision 100 percent right. But I just can't see that because I his arms weren't pinned for a start. He Carl Amon had an arm out. So what they're saying is that he was too hard in his tackle, too fierce in his tackle. But you'd put that scenario in reverse and Carl Amon's tackling Nat Newey. He can go as hard as he wants, but he doesn't have the power to drive mm. Nat Newey into the ground. Yeah. So it's different. It's a different rule for two players. It's, it's not the same rule because Carl Amon can't do what Nat Newey does. Unfortunately, he is six foot ten and he's 110 kilos and he's stronger. Personally, for me, they got it drastically wrong. Common sense didn't prevail. Michael Christian's had a pretty bad month. Um, <laughs> and I know he'll get support from the AFL and obviously yeah, the, the head high stuff. But at the end of the day, Carl Lehman wasn't that hurt, was he? No. That's no. what I don't understand. I, I, think, I think that, Brownie, what you've said there, he's done everything right and it's due to his size. Does this mean that we will keep making rules to protect players from just getting hurt? Injuries are going to happen. It's a contact sport, and this is an innocent, this is a complete accident. The injuries happen there. He has done the right thing. Look, hum, Ryan Burton got off somehow. He has chosen to bump, and the player has gotten injured. I know he didn't make contact with the head, but Ryan Burton should have got it a week, right? Yep. Because he's chosen to bump and his player's gotten hurt. I still don't agree with that myself. If you choose to bump and you get them in the body and they get hurt so bad again, but they're the rules. It mm. should have been. Nat knew he's done absolutely nothing wrong but doing his job. And do you know what? This is one of those scenarios. He's in trouble for doing his job too well. Mm. It's absolutely ridiculous. So are they expecting in the future, to, would, they, would they be asking Nick Nat to slow down before tackling? Oh. Is that what is that what's expected Joey, of players I mean, now? meant to go at 75%. I don't. It's impossible. Hard to know what to do. There's nothing There's nothing he can do. And he was fighting a losing battle by taking it to the tribunal because the AFL had oh, their yeah. fingerprints all over that to say, 
nah, this needs to stand it's, up. You, is there a theory between, I mean, between you that work in the media and ex-AFL players that why the AFL, is it, are they are they this shit scared of so many kids playing soccer and stuff and mums seeing this type of stuff and going, what oh, they my are kids scared playing? of is massive lawsuits um, five, ten years down the track. And I guarantee you these lawsuits are coming. Mm. You see more and more people, the Joel Wilkinson one is different, uh, yep. but is it a lawsuit? But you're seeing more and more people sue the AFL uh, for things that happened years gone by, and concussion's the perfect one. Mm. All these studies that they're doing in the NFL at the moment, that's going to open up a can of worms, and the AFL is trying to protect themselves right now from future things. And mm. mark my words, five to ten years, we'll have a f- an influx of these things happening. Would you ever do it? Would you yeah. ever? Have you worked out what your one's going to be, Brent? Yeah, broken leg. Um, just loss of earnings, really. Loss of premierships, loss of Brownlow medals. <laughs> oh, loss of Brownlow medals would be a good one, trying to argue that. That was a comment that actually we, came up a few did, times, well, is that you were going to win the Brownlow that year. And, but the thing is, you were second in the Brownlow and playing out of your skin. So that's a fair comment. Yeah. And what did you say? One of the most influential players in the game? Well, one of, yeah. Maybe the, the most influential player in that 10-week period uh, in the competition. Who was leading the competition in the Brownlow? Cuzzy won it. Was he leading at the time? Uh, yeah, because he ended up winning the Brownlow. Mm. Um, uh, only one with 19 votes, so that could have been... Is that the one where Daniel Kerr was second? How, yeah, many did you have one, how many did you have that year? I reckon I had, in the first 10 games, seven or eight. Mm. So he won with 19. Jeez, he so talks was, about, I, thought he, I thought he was going to say like, I was on 13 votes or something. The way he talks yeah, about... He's a long way off. That's that's it's not even a vote again. Twelve votes off. But the winner won with nineteen, dickhead. Yeah, you were twelve votes off that. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. but yeah. I still had twelve games to go. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, about that. yeah. Uh, Big, there was um, no doubt that the Batman game. and next Robin game. combination was very very strong. We we do we do agree with that. Speaking Brent. of that, are we allowed oh, yeah. to review this yet? Can we, Brandon? We are, are well, we? next week on this podcast, oh. we're going to have uh, <laughs> the Batman part of Robin and Batman. Batman oh. and Robin. Matthew Richardson will be on our podcast the next two weeks because That's Brian's awesome. missing in action. We don't know where he, he could be gone. on Iraq somewhere. And even if he comes back, he's replacing he's not. But he's my main man who kicked 800 goals and the most goals ever at the MCG. That's thanks so, to that is big. That's that so much. Thanks to my left foot, most of them. But uh, he will be on here next yeah. week. And uh, we've got some good stories from oh, when we that, lived in New York for two months together. Oh. Speaking about blokes that could have won a Brownlow, in 08, he was stiff. He was. He was. was Jimmy Bartell. Is that the year he played on the wing? Yeah, Coons. Is that played on the wing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and just dominant. Dominated. And he, but he was he was playing on the wing, taking 12, kicking four. It was amazing. Yep. Carlton, Essendon, Saturday afternoon. A few years ago, this was an absolute cracker. This year, it's yeah. horrific. We're not going to touch on it too much because it's too pretty ordinary sides. One very, very ordinary side. And one it's going to be wet again. Um, look, Carlton were pretty good against Adelaide last week. I know they lost by 55 points, but that second quarter was something to work about. Uh, have don't have the teams yet, so I don't know whether Charlie Curnow is going to be playing. Yep. Um, but the eight and a half line that Carlton have got, I like. I yep. think Essendon under extraordinary pressure. If it is wet and it is, you know, a bit inclement, uh, inclement weather, Cripps thirty plus two dollars twenty five uh, mm. for Paddy Cripps in no sort Little of conditions. That will get it done. Yeah, two twenty five for Paddy Cripps thirty plus. There you go. I'm with you, Brownie. I love the line on this. I think Carlton can win. This has got. The Essendon uh, dropping game written all over it, this sort of thing. Uh, Carlton, I know they're not going that well, but they're a proud club and uh, they're going to win a game and this is set up for them to do it. And if it's wet conditions, that is perfect because they can just turn it into an absolute fight. And I don't know, watching Essendon the last couple of weeks, if they want the fight and I don't know if they're as hungry. And I think Carlton will be hungrier. And at 325 Mm -hmm. and an eight and a half point line, that's where I'd be playing. 
I like that. I might, I might have a tickle at that line for Carlton. Gold Coast Melbourne as well. Saturday afternoon, $3.50 for the Gold Coast Melbourne, $1.31. Can I stay out of this game as well? Yeah. I, I, I can't bet in this game because I think that Gold Coast are a chance, but then I don't know how good Melbourne are going. Melbourne have pretty much, apart from maybe one game where they were poor against Hawthorne, have done everything you'd probably ask from. They're mm. four and two. They beat St Kilda well last week. They're $1.31 away from home. Every game they've won so far, those four games, they've scored over 100 points. The line's 172. Gold Coast have been low scoring. Does it go under that? I'm going to stay out of the game. Wow. So you think Gold Coast can take it to the Ds? Yeah, I think they can. Up there, definitely they can. It was only five weeks ago that Brisbane were in front of Melbourne 15 minutes in the Mm. last quarter, then Melbourne kicked five uh, goals after that. Michael? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm the same. It's hard same. to have them. I think Gold Coast are going uh, better than, than a lot of people thought they would. Melbourne are unpredictable. If Melbourne bring their A game, they, they will mm. smash them, but you just don't know. Hey, strange time for the showdown. 5.10 on a Saturday oh. afternoon. Not even afternoon. It's like an, what, what's that? These, what's these, now, I don't, can, Brownie, you're probably best placed to explain this to me. Because of this whole experiment over in China and Koshi and his infinite wisdom sending us over there as a, as a league. We have got uh, Gold Coast and Port Adelaide getting that extra day's rest, and that's all fine, right? But what we have here is that for some reason they've put an extra game on the Saturday. Yeah. Why don't you just move one of them to a Sunday and have it as a normal fixture? Have – what's an extra hour or two? You can't tell me that's going to make all the difference. Yeah. I don't know who's worried about that. But play one at the 210 game, play one at the 440 game or the 145 and the 210, whatever it is, Right. Then play three games on the Sunday. We missed Twilight yeah. Footy because of this. Yeah, on Mother's Day as well. It's a oh, great Mother's Day. It's well, great. That's the other thing I think. Is, there, is there that to do with it as well? Is oh, it the Mother's no. Day? I thing? thought Greater Western Sydney West Coast could be played on a Sunday up at Spotless because the two games in Melbourne are at Eddie Had, so you can't really have another Melbourne team playing. So yep. I, I don't, yeah, I don't understand it. It's nice to have that four forty game on the Sunday, which we don't have this week. Fremantle St Kilda, yeah. Would have been well, uh, there's some strange fixturing. Carlton getting four Friday night games is one of them. Port Adelaide, two dollars forty five. Adelaide, a dollar fifty. Adelaide, well, head head. Yeah. I'm just going to go Adelaide playing head to head. A dollar fifty six, fifty six percent on your money. They've won the last yep. five. Uh, Port Adelaide, I think, are going pretty well, yep. um, up and down. But Adelaide at home uh, in the showdown. Yeah, very good. Uh, hard to argue there. Uh, You're just agreeing with everything Brownie's saying. Well, no, no so that's far. not the case at all, uh, <laughs> Richard. I, I think you're fine. Yes. But, uh, oh, look, I mean, if, do, you want, do you want me to have a differing opinion just well, for the sake of it? That's, I, that's we're, something. We're, we're, trying Brownie, to make, we're trying to make money when here. Brownie's hang not on, betting. So hang on. So let me ask you a question, Richard. Is that what I, Now, I'm new, I'm new to the podcast. I'm obviously on the racing stuff where we, we speak truth. Do you guys just try and create scenarios for a bit of argy-bargy, do you? Or no, do you not at all. But tell I the normally truth. zone out when Brian speaks. There yeah. you go. I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you what I would be doing, though. Um, Port Adelaide... Uh, they're playing good footy at the moment. And the one thing I did like was Ollie Wines to have uh, 30 plus at $2.63. Mm, I think it's valuing that. Because even if they don't perform that well, you know he's going to turn up and play well in a showdown. So that that I don't mind. But if you want the truth, Richard, I I won't be playing too heavily in this game and I won't even be taking out of the Hey, with well, the Ollie Wines, that's, I, I commend you on that because it's the first time you've, you've brought something that Brownie hasn't. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Still, Bulldogs, Brisbane, that's, Bulldogs, Brisbane, that's no good, is it? No, it's a game that I'm going to have to sit out as well. It's one of those games. There's sides in this competition you can't trust at the moment. One of those is Brisbane because you don't know what you're going to get from week to week. But more importantly, it's Bulldogs that I don't trust because they were they mm. were great last week against Gold Coast and Ballarat. They got the job done, but 
I just they're a dollar thirty eight. It's way too short for me. I mean, if the dogs were one seventy, yeah, I'd probably have a crack at it. But one thirty eight's way too short. They do yep. play Eddie Head well. I'll give them that. <laughs> I'm the opposite. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Richard? Just because I just know you're going to repeat exactly. No, 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 I'm not actually. I, I'm Ooh. I'm a little bit different. Brisbane have shown a little bit. Yeah, Western have. Bulldogs have have taken a home game uh, down to Ballarat. They've won the game. They were tested late by uh, Gold Coast. They put the they put the pedal down. They actually got through and did well. They will recognise this as an opportunity to come out and get a win and a good win and string a couple together. I, I'm I'm confident in Western Bulldogs. Seven and a half line, three three goals. I'm I'm fine Ooh. with that. I it's very I'll, confident. Yeah. I'll be I'll be taking them at the line at the dollar ninety two. Mm. I don't mind the dollar thirty eight as a, as a builder as well. I do not. Brisbane are playing well without without winning that game against Collingwood. That I don't think that gives confidence. That would have, that would have hurt. Mm. That, it's been it's such are they a the strange best zero yep, seven correct. They are correct in the history of the game. Yeah, they, they, they are brownie, but I just through. they yeah. lost to Collingwood by seven. They pushed GWS up there. They lost to Gold Coast by five. Richmond at the MCG. That's a wipeout. We can forget that one. Give them a bad game. Five points to Port Adelaide in Adelaide. Yep. Uh, they were in front of Melbourne the last quarter, got done by four goals, and St Kilda. Yeah. Uh, they got beaten by in round one. It, so, it, um, incredible season. So no, they're not going as bad as what you think. Kay, Brownie, what's on your mind? Because I know you like to use this platform. The rant. Your rant, mm. your vent. What, what's, what's bugging you this week? India. Oh, wait. Well, you be a bit more specific? <laughs> Those, <laughs> cricket. Oh. Cricket's one of our okay. great loves along yep. with football, right? Um, and the news came out. This is having a crack at India and the Australian Cricket Board. The fact that I reckon one of the centrepiece apart from the Boxing Day test, is the Adelaide day-night test with the pink ball. I reckon it's just invigorated cricket. Um, it's brought a whole new, I guess, supporter base to the cricket. Mm. It's good for the families. It's exciting. It's always a result because there's always something going on with the pink ball. It's a bit different. Now, India have cracked the sads, and they are the biggest cricket nation, as we know, the BCCI, um, the Board of Control for Cricket in India. They seem to control most of the cricket in the world. Yep. I've said we don't want to play the day-night test, which is ridiculous. If you're an Australian cricket board under siege at the moment, we need positive news. You stand up to India and go, no, and we are going to play this day-night test in Adelaide because we are the Australian cricket board and that's what we're going to do. Mm. If you want to come out here and play us, we're going to play yep. a day-night test yeah. and that's the, that, that's the end of it. And I, I just think India would go, well, we had a crack at it. Let's go and play them anyway. Yeah. Bang. Well, uh, you've taken a, aim at an entire country of about a billion people. but And I love I their food. It. Don't you worry. I, I have Indian food once a week. <laughs> and Vindaloo good, is my favourite. It is very Butter good. chicken is really good. A lot of fat and butter chicken. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think there's too many. They don't serve a lot of butter chicken in India. I think that's a bit of a Western version of a... Are you a naan man? Nah, I see. That's my favorite part of Indian is the naan. Mop up the 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 mopping up the sauce of naan. How good is it? Yeah, I went to India once when we're going through this checkpoint, and they were selling cobs of corn on the side of the road with spices and stuff on it, and. Everyone said, don't eat the, the nah. street food on the side of the road because you get the runs and all that sort of stuff. But this corn looked amazing. Oh, and no, it was one yeah. of the best things I've ever eaten. Really? Yeah, it didn't get the runs corn. or anything like that. But, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it was a ripper. You made it sound like it was a negative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unfortunately, I didn't get the runs. Hey. Uh, you two are doing something pretty exciting this Friday. You've, d- you've done it the last couple of weeks. I understand you were joining really this. early yeah. payout. Oh, yeah, the wheelie early payout. Now, you, you went off, off script last week. You, you did it twice. You did uh, spend the wheel twice. Told a joke. 
Did yeah. you get the joke last night about the pe- uh, last week about the penguin? Uh, so a penguin walks into a bar, right? Yep. He says to the barman, "Look at my brother. Have you seen him?" And the barman looks at him and goes, "What's he look like?" Penguins all look the same. Like, I mean, what do you look like? What do you mean? I don't know if they you do. You don't get it. I get it. I mean, couldn't you, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't you just joke. apply that to any animal? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a ridiculous joke. It's a shocking Zebra, joke. Zebra. Yeah, no, giraffe. No. Yeah, but a dog. Uh, Tiger. Two, two dogs. Yeah, but no, no, but wild animals. Yeah, but you know there's different breeds of penguins. Yeah, but penguins are more likely to it's be not a bar a, than a tiger. Well, hang on. No, no. No, they're not because you got you got fairy penguin, you got emperor penguin, king penguin. Oh, this yeah. is not Sorry, a good joke. Mr. <laughs> penguin expert. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, they say the best jokes are no. the ones you need to explain <laughs> yeah. afterwards, Franny. Yeah. No, Steve Irwin was back on the job. <laughs> oh, Franny. Don't say that. That's a, yeah. Well, can you tell us what, what's this wheel? Can you explain it to those that might not know what the wheel is? So what we do is uh, 18 teams go on the board, we spin the wheel, and whatever it lands on, we pay out on that side. So Hawthorne, Sydney this week, Friday 4pm, we spin it, comes up on Hawthorne. Those bets will be paid out even if they lose. So, um, yeah, it happened last week. We went to Adelaide, $1.05. We thought, let's spin it again. $1.05 is not too much value. We paid out on Gold Coast after that because the, the, the spin went on Gold Coast. All Gold Coast punters were paid out. Yeah, so even though mm. they lost last week, still yeah. got paid out. How good is yeah. that? Frio, yeah. St Kilda, Saturday night. This one, um, it's it, where's this one being played? In Perth. At Alton Stadium. $1.26 Frio. The line is 24 and a half at the moment, I think. I think Fremantle are very good at home. They were terrible yeah. last week, but they were within four goals of Richmond at uh, three-quarter time. And then Richmond, yep. as rightly pointed out on the podcast last week, Mick said, I'm going to take a bet on Richmond to smash the line in the last quarter because they've been smashing that's clubs a great, that's a in the last bet. quarter. Yeah. So, um, well done. But Fremantle line, I like. Now, Ed Langdon, 650 for 30 or more disposals. I think that's value. Does he get it? Not sure. But the three games he's played at the stadium this year, he's had 26, 26, 27. So he's a, mm. he's a home ground expert. Mm. You get him away from Fremantle and he can't get near it, Ed. But at home, 650, I reckon if he can get those extra three disposals this week, it's pretty good money. Yeah, I'm mean, Brownie. I'm I'm playing in that space as well with the disposals, but I'm going a different way. I've actually carved out a bit of a same game multi. Okay, so two blokes that are just getting disposals for fun. Fife and Neil, a dollar sixty two and a dollar thirty six, uh, respectively, for thirty or more. So I'm taking both of them. And then what I'm actually going to do: St Kilda have been diabolical. Frio again, like I was speaking with Western Bulldogs, Fremantle will see this as an opportunity to get a win, to get one under their belt, and. Um, I'm going to take them at the line, which is 25 and a half. And you'd think if though they're going to win and they're going to win well, they're going to need their big player, their best players to step up. And that's going to give you a four bucks even on a same game multi. And I'm really comfortable with that. Nice. Yeah, I don't mind a little same game multi. You've never come with a same game multi. That used to be Brian's special. He would there have go. one. He'd, he'd go and prepare one for every single how match. Did you, how was his hit rate? Come on, Brian. Maybe he won a no, heap on No, he was all right. He Maybe he won a heap on and he's, he's gone to Mexico. Home. I'd just love to know where he possibly could be. It is, like, it is actually hilarious. We, we don't anywhere know. in the world. People think we're joking. So we don't The know. worst part is we paid him up front for the whole year. <laughs> yeah, it's Well, been, he lives in Taylor's Lakes or something. It's a long way. No, Caroline Springs. Caroline Springs. Oh, hang on. Is it Where is Caroline Springs? Which one is it? He plays for the Lakers. No, Caroline Springs. Caroline Springs Lakers. He's got his own golf buggy at Yeah, with Go Lakers on it. Where is Caroline Springs? I think I want to say North. On the way to Melbourne? Oh. Yeah. 
past Seattle. Mate, you know what? Let's not offend our punters out there. No, 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 but it would be nice because you'd have you, those big you, estates with a golf course in the middle yeah. of it and that. And That's nice. Mate, that, you those, like that, hum. Get up in the morning. There's a lot of trees work, out there, though. No, work from home. It's very home. flat and it's brand new. It's brand new out there. Give it time. Trees take a while to grow. Those suburbs didn't exist five years ago, Brandy. We get to our Sunday games, and as we said, we've only got two. I see value. In the kangaroos. I'm going to say it right now. Oh, I see value wow. in the kangaroos. Four bucks, $1.25. I'm not saying go off um, and put all your money on North Melbourne at four bucks, nope. but 26 and a half is the line. They've been playing really well. I wanted to back them last week against Sydney. I didn't. So 26 and a half. Um, Basher Hooley, $7 to get through to disposals because I think Dustin Martin will get tagged or Trent Cotton will get tagged. So Basher Hooley, seven bucks. But uh, I'm confident that North Melbourne get very close to him. Okay, so there's a couple of ways I'm going here. On the back of what Brownie was talking about yep. uh, with Richmond going late, North Melbourne are up and about. They do trouble Richmond. We know that. Yeah, they do. Okay, oh, I think I know to, where you're heading here. Yeah, I'm happy to take. And there's a, there's two ways of playing this. One is North halftime, Richmond full-time. Yep. You can do that. That's fine. But I like North Ooh. to lead at quarter time yep. into Richmond to beat the line. That's ten and a half again that last quarter. So... North get the jump, Richmond, go, go, go. And what they do now is they suffocate teams, suffocate, 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 and then, bang, they just put on goals. Now, if you took North to lead at quarter time, which could be by a point, you know, they just yep. just get in front, and then Richmond to win that last quarter and kick a couple more goals than them. So that's not even the match. That's just that. It's $5.50 in your same game, multi. Or the other option is Richmond, I don't think, is going to put them away early. North are going to come out. Give North a six-and-a-half-point head start in the first quarter. So they're within a goal at quarter time, but then Richmond blow them away in the last quarter. That's 375. They're the two spaces I'm playing in uh, on Sunday, and I'm and I'm really, really confident, mm-hmm. especially on that second one. I think North will be close quarter time. Um, or even Brandy could do North, North, Richmond, Richmond. This is one of the games like, where I like to do that. Now, yeah, I don't often yeah. bet in this space, but it's mm-hmm. worth it because yeah. you get big odds. So North to lead at quarter time, half time, three-quarter time, Richmond to win. Paying $20. Yes, yeah, oh, there you go. Uh, you, a couple of you five, put a five, five on that, well, you get yeah. 100 back. But the other one is North Melbourne to lead at any change, but Richmond win is 450 yep. Now, that I like. They're $4 mm. to win the game, North Melbourne, to lead at any change, Richmond win 450 Yeah, it's not yeah. bad. And I think that the people are talking about uh, North Melbourne and how well they've gone against the Tigers. This is a completely different Richmond team than we have seen for years. Last, This team, when they played North Melbourne last year, and they only played once last year, they beat them comfortably middle of the year. Round 11, yep. uh, they won by 35 points. They are a far better team in the second half, and they're a far better team now. Uh, I think North are playing good footy, but I, I can see them staying with them to a point, but I, I don't know how they get over them in the end because the way the Tigers are going, they are head and shoulders above the rest of the uh, competition. But they have had anything on everything on their terms. They've played six games at the MCG. Mm, They've travelled yeah. once to Adelaide. Haven't played at Etihad Stadium yet this year. So it, it is a change. I, I know, yeah. And that's the other reason why I don't mind North Melbourne. I'm not saying they will win, but I'm saying they'll get close. Hey, what about Dusty Martin the last few weeks? Being off. Yeah, but has he been off or has he just not been to the heights that we've expected him? Yeah. Has he still mm. been in, he's still been in their top 10 players, Brownie? Uh, yeah, without a doubt. D- yeah, top 10. He missed a lot of goals on. last week. If you had to kick them, you're saying, well, That's he's... That's exactly right. If you've got him in your super coach last few weeks, you're furious, especially yeah. if you've had him he's got the, I reckon he's got the points in the bank for you, though. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. right. Well, I've had, I've had Kelly as my captain from GWS still because I keep saying he's one week away. I should have traded him. Why would you have him as your captain? Oh, that doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, Rich. Oh, yeah, well, I probably should. Have. Well, yeah. I keep thinking he's going to play, <laughs> and I forgot my password. Right, I don't know how to change is, it. This is he had twenty-six disposals last week and kicked four points. So that mm. could have been twenty-six and four. It's not a bad day. Twenty-six and four. It's three votes, isn't it? His twenty-six is better than can, someone else's hey, forty-five. Can we address this? This Robert Walsh thing. Fremantle lose by seventy-something points, and they have three votes. Uh, five, two votes. Sanderlands, one vote. Um, oh, Neil, Oregon. now I, I understand if five's the best player on the ground, and I he goes the next ten would be Richmond. That's all fine. Find three, give five, and then find two other Richmond ones. Yeah. Don't say they're that even because mm. Sanderlands he should be hitting to advantage with his size. And when Dan Curvis wasn't in the ruck the whole day, was he? I reckon Woolsey had had the old Spring Valley out before the game and just didn't quite see it that well. Oh, really? Good little. Uh, hey, speaking of while we're throwing accusations of media personnel, you still are you still refusing to name the uh, who was responsible for the little whisper that came into the Herald Sun and who it was about? Oh, because yeah, we've we've I pushed him on the podcast before, and, and he won't say the whisper just to remind listeners, Hummer, that someone that uh, hosts a show either on radio or television, it didn't, it didn't speculate, it didn't say, was, would be messaging other on-air talent during a broadcast, correcting that, uh, that how they should announce some names. And was Nathan one of the people that was being... It didn't say that. Okay, it didn't but say that. So we going around that I was the one that leaked it to the whisper, which I wasn't. Now, so clearly involved, you know um, just not the, the, the leak. I know who, who leaked it, but... Ooh, who oh, was it? I'm not, I'm not who sure was it? the person... Who, who it's about knows it's about them either. <laughs> oh, you can't be that. Because please. then that person came up to me last week. Um, Don't say exactly what they said because then I'll know. Right as rain, hand on the shoulder, how are you? <laughs> Good mate, everything, no problems. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you because it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a deep, dark secret. Yeah. And I can get in trouble, yeah, which I don't want. It just yeah, makes, it, all, good. It's just not makes good. it awkward for can me. Can I tell you, though, if you happen to be listening and you are maybe correcting people on names, at the end of the day, uh, a great man that used to work with us, Hum, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he he used to say, "If you know what I mean, then don't correct me." Mm. And I, I think that's the point: is that the, you're there for your football expertise, not to to be <laughs> telling people just yeah. to be grammatically perfect, yeah. right? And at the end of the day, how you pronounce someone's name is a regional thing anyway, and it may or may not be right. They don't necessarily know unless you've been and interviewed all 700 plus AFL players and asked them about their family trees. So maybe you just got to pull yeah. back and go, "Fuck, it's and- not that important." Did you follow the the stuff about Brian Taylor uh, cracking the, yeah. the shits oh, last week? Is there week. any truth to that? Refused to talk to Damien Barrett for the last 45 <laughs> minutes. Now, uh, in radio, sometimes we beat it up and, like, we're yeah. all matey-matey because you can't see us, like, in the in the radio box. Yep. And you're sort of almost trying to ham it up, and it does sound good on radio. Um, but this week, BT genuinely cracked it, wouldn't speak to Damien Barrett, then oh. gave it to the Big Nose producer – um, who there, there was something that uh, there was something that went to air. It was the, the goggle box thing that went to air on the footy show. It was about BT, yeah. And a few of the players bagged BT. Um, BT took offence to that, like genuinely took offence and had a crack at the big nose producer. Um, because he does, he produces he, the footy he, show and, and the rub and yeah. triple M. Very very keen to hand it out. BT doesn't like it what too was, much. What when was it comes Damien, back the what other was way. Damien Barrett getting into him? About. about the Jason Bennett thing, the fact that him and Jason Bennett had a falling out and that he'd been timing how long Jason Bennett called for on the Channel 7 broadcast. <laughs> so is that, is that all true? That, he had, that he is did that? 100% true. 
Wow, we. And I'll tell you what, it was good from them to come up with that as well because that took away from the fact that they Bruce chartered and, a chopper yeah. to uh, Geelong instead Did of that, getting on the Who came up with that idea? And, and, and But you've got to protect your space. BT's just protecting his patch of dirt. <laughs> straight and, off yeah. So yeah, he no. gets really precious, BT, about his, his on-air time. Well, he, he's, he's, yeah. being apart dethroned. from Bruce, BT's He's the main one. man. He's the yeah. main man apart from, from Bruce. So does that happen within the industry? You know, I think BT a cops a hell of a lot of criticism, but... I just think so many people love what BT does yeah. that maybe they don't come out and on Twitter and say how much they love it. Maybe mm. he's just reading the negative stuff. But he's he's calling as good as what he's ever called over BT I at think the moment. Gets a few names wrong, but yep. who cares? He's entertaining. He's the most entertaining caller yep. on yeah. radio. Couldn't or TV. agree more. But listening to BT commentate is is phenomenal. The, mm. the other stuff, it. the other stuff he does. I find a bit much the the Roaming Brian crap. I, can I don't leave. see. I don't mind I don't that. Like, I talking that's... footy. I don't like him on. He, he just comes across as a bit. Um... But he's been doing this since two thousand and five. Look, I was watching some of my own highlights <laughs> the other day, which was on AFL.com, the top five Nathan Brown moments. And BT called <laughs> the last quarter. I kicked five on James Clement, and his calling was brilliant that day as well. Made me stairs on the back speaking of, of that video. Up. When you first started, how's this, Michael? When when a, a couple of weeks into Brandy first started, he got his phone out to show me something. We opened up on YouTube and he opened up YouTube and the video that was had already been loaded up was that video of you kicking five goals in. So how do you just roll when you're feeling down or something? You just pull out your phone and start watching that it's video. It's a good thing to watch when you're feeling down, I must admit. <laughs> Poor old Jimmy Clement. Doesn't take it too well. Doesn't get the same sort of humour that I get out of it. No, I definitely wouldn't. No, hey, it comes up a lot too. Someone even... Uh, after the open mic, made a comment on one of the Twitter posts about when you, he goes, oh, my favourite moment was when Brownie kicked a bag on Clement. It's like it's people everywhere are trolling this poor boy. And he's he's salty on it as well. Brownie's told us that before. Yeah. He does not Radio like interview. It. Really? Yeah, I brought it up. I think when I was still at Triple M the first time, <laughs> interviewing him on the Dead Set Legends maybe, and I brought it up and um, said, yeah, well, about time you moved on, eh? Wow. And just it's a bit of a, flat like that. Know, it's I was a like, bit of a mismatch. Oh, yeah. How about you take it? the fucking lemon out of your mouth, mate, and stop sucking on it? It was a bit of a mismatch, wasn't it? How, how big was Clement? He was mismatch. A, how big no. was he? He was your best uh, back flanker in the comp. Yeah, I, thought he'd be, I thought he played more he's a of six a... 6'2", 6'3". I thought he, he played, played play more of a key, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mismatch should advantage to you. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he probably had three or four inches on you. It wasn't the only game I had three votes on How many you kick that game? Five. So five and one quarter. Yeah. I so think four points up into length. Oh, so he's having a stinker oh, yeah. and he's paged into form. Hey, uh, Collingwood Geelong. Have we touched on that yet? No, we, we haven't. Now, last game of the year. This is last interesting. Game the last game of the year. It was quick. Collingwood, 237. How do they come back from the heat? It was very hot up there. Yeah. Geelong, can't trust them at the moment. Collingwood at the line, maybe 10 and a half, I think it is at the moment. Um, not overly keen to play in this game. Um, Brody Grundy. I think can get 30 possessions again. Uh, he's $10 to get 30 possessions. He's done it this year and been close two other times. Or to 25 possessions, he's $2.88. But Geelong's ruck stocks at the moment are terrible. So mm. Brody Grundy to uh, to put one away. Yeah, very nice. I'm, I, I love that this game is the last game of the weekend, so I'm going to make a decision closer to just on how the rest of my weekend's going. And I'm just going to have a speculative go here at, uh, at Collingwood to either win. And what I might do is I might do the Collingwood to win – and a really small bet on Collingwood 40-plus because they historically have put Geelong away. Far better Geelong teams than this. The Collingwood teams weren't as good as they are. They're playing really well. I love watching the Cats get smashed, huh? yep, I'm like you absolutely. do. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm enjoying watching the way Collingwood's going about it. Um, I'm a massive fan of Steel Sidebottom. I love the way Dugowie's going about it. Stevenson's a revelation. So I'm... 
free 20 Sunday. You have your Mother's Day lunch. You yep. can sit back, a relax. Vinos. So I'll be going. I'll be going Collingwood, and then a little bit on that blowout as well. And the amount I have on will depend how the rest of the weekend goes. Don't mind that at all. Yeah. Hey, what uh, plans Mother's Day? What are you doing? Have I got a story to tell? Hang on, we, we, we're, we're doing we're, a story, were we? Yeah, yeah, yeah but you don't st- need to. We, we, we haven't got the, the story time yet. I was just going to ask about Mother's Day. Yeah. The Sunday footy show, and um, <laughs> then we'll do a Mother's Day thing afternoon type yep. stuff. What, you, what do, you, do you go and get presents because you got four kids? Uh, yeah, I bought. I've already bought it, and um, you've been to Kogan dot com. K O G. Yeah, you get all the TVs and crap. Yeah, they've got this coffee machine at the moment, it's an espresso one, but it's made by KitchenAid. You know, KitchenAid's really good. Yeah, really good one. It was two fifty nine or something. Outrageous. What does it do? Does it still use the pods? Does it still use the pods? Yeah, it still uses so the pods. So what's and the difference between it? You get a packet of 100 pods with it. Oh, wow. That's not bad. Yeah. Kitchen Because that's, really that's 100 stuff. bucks. But it's one of those pods. nice uh, cream-chromed ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's our toaster. We've got the Dongy double yeah. with the, uh, the cream. Kitchen is oh, the best appliance. Don't appliances. name dropping about kitchen appliances. I don't know if Dongy's name dropping. What are you doing? Well, this, is, this is your lovely yeah, wife's my first, wife's first uh, Mother's Day. So we will be going uh, old breakfast in bed, do the right thing. I've lined her up a cool present. I'm not going to say because- Are you going to write a card and pretend it's from your kid? Oh, I know. I think you have That's to. Don't you? Well, it's not. She's not. Yeah. Well, your kid's not going to write, is he? No, he's not. He's, yeah. he's three months old. <laughs> yeah, so I will. No, but I'm not going to do it. In, oh, hang on. No, I'm not going to do it in like pretend writing. I would write a card from us, and then uh, we're going to go up. Uh, we're going to go up in the mountains. We've got a nice lunch booked and some vinos wow. now up in the Dandenongs, and then we'll come back. Piggery. How'd you guess, Brownie? How good is it? Oh, unbelievable. It, it, is, it is the You've greatest place. You've been in the Piggery in the Mounds? It's Shannon Bennett's place. They've got a big bowling green there. Oh, the amazing. kids can just run oh, around. Grab a bottle of vino, go sit under a tree, all yeah. of that. Massive like acreage. Like, and then you've got electric huh. fence yeah. the whole way around. Figure. So if the kids go too fast, just like, oh, Z- zip them. Get back over here. So we'll do that. And then, you know, just back home, make dinner, and then off to the Magoos, obviously, hum. So... Uh, very excited. What about you, Hum? You you did the ultimate Mother's Day gift. You, the, I was very impressed by oh, you yeah, last week. I dragged my mum who walks with a cane through a rock concert to, at the Killers. Uh, right. I tell you what, nice. I tell you what, that is uh, dragging a six year old through a rock concert is mm-hmm. not the greatest Mother's Day present. You but can apparently get. I don't she know what enjoyed it. Absolutely loved it. It's her favourite band, the Killers. Hey, um, my story. my wife's husband, uh, my wife's dad husband. is uh, yeah. a Croatian fella, and oh, can he cook? A lot of people Ooh. don't like going to the Croatian in-laws. food. Uh, a lot of uh, meats Pizza, and hard meats and all that. What the hell are you one of my good mates, Croatian. A lot of people don't like going to the in-laws, but I love no. it because he's such a brilliant cook yeah. and um, gives us little takeaway things to put in the oh, fridge when we get home. That is the best. He's a ripper. What, just meat? Yeah, lots of, of meat. Jeez, oh, yeah. I think I like Croatian. Meat and carbs, mate. Yeah. Hey, hey, um, you got tempers. You got a story for us? I do. I do. And it rolls around. And I was just thinking about it then. Um, Collingwood, Mick Malthouse, and yep. the fact that he loved James Clement, one of his favourite players of all time. Um, and it reminded me, I didn't think I'd finished in AFL world. So I was half thinking, should I go on? Because Richmond had already said, um, look, there's probably not a contract, but I reckon there's other clubs because yep. we'd finished down near the bottom. Damien Harbick had come in. Um, they'd cleaned out Bowden, a lot of uh, senior players. So I said, look, you can either retire or um, – we're probably going to – and I said, all right, well, I might as well retire and start talking to a couple of clubs. I just had an operation on my groin. And so I'd started training again. Went over to New York, living in New York in an apartment for a month with Richo. Mm-hmm. Um, we're training over there together. 
and he, we'd had a fair few beers this day. So we got home. It was about four in the morning. Had you had you, a dull while this day? How did you get a month away from the family? I met Christina after I finished. Oh. Yeah. I, I met yeah. her during I my last year, but then we didn't get together again until probably, I reckon, December that year. Mm. Um, but anyway, four o'clock in the morning and Richo's, uh, and we, we'll ask him this this week, but it, we're talking about the fact that I spoke to Mick Malthouse at, at a function at the end of the year and he goes, mate, he goes, um, I love the way you played. He goes, I've never seen anyone beat Jimmy Clement like that, and I agree with him, clearly. So, <laughs> and we're looking at where's an opportunity for me to play next year to win a premiership. So I only wanted to go to a club that was up the top, which Collingwood were at that stage. Uh, the Bulldogs were. I'd already left them, so they, they weren't going to take me. Um, St Kilda, I'd spoken to them. Ross Lyon said to me, they were up the top as well. Ross Lyon had said, we are going to go for um, – What's his name? Love it, Andrew Love it, which didn't really work out that <laughs> no, well for us. Not, did not at all. No. So I thought, well, the only other option there is Collingwood, who are up the top end of the ladder right, at the, the moment. This is the end of two thousand and nine. So oh. Hawthorne didn't. Yeah, we came back up, but we were out of flag. Went to the Hawks. So the four time. in the morning, um, and the period was coming up to to get the job done, and it was a cut off period where you had to uh, put in for whatever you wanted. Were you to in put good in nick to. still? Uh, I'd had a fair few, right? and I had a chicken kebab with me, and we had Richo standing next to me. He goes, you got to ring him. you got to ring him, and he's laughing his head off. So anyway, I've got Mick Moldhouse's number about four in the morning of uh, in New York time, which is yeah, Australian time's normal time. Yep. I rang Mick. I said, Mick. Is uh, Nathan Brown here, mate? Not the uh, not the one that plays for you, but the uh, you know the other one that used to kick five on Jimmy Clement. That was my opening thing. I said, as you know, I've retired, but. I reckon I've still got a fair bit of footy left in me. He goes, I said, I'd love to come to Collingwood. I said, I nearly come to Collingwood many years ago when I went to Richmond, but I reckon I could help you win a flag. And he goes, Brownie, I reckon you could too. And at this stage, I thought, how good is this? He goes, but we're not in the market for a player like you at the moment. He goes, we've got Didac, we've got a couple of others. He goes, I reckon, uh, good luck to you, but it's not going to happen. Oh. I said, for being up front. Oh, yeah. yeah, very good. No, I applaud that. And it made sense. Would they you have that. gone, They'd... if another club that wasn't a chance at a premiership had come knocking, no. would you have gone? No. What did you do when you first retired, first year out? Um, Stuff all, or did you go straight into the media? Media, media, media struggle. Triple M. Yeah. Triple M. Had you, did, had you done media during your AFL career? Yeah. Did the Thursday night footy show from 2000 onwards. Yeah. Oh, that's years. right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Forget Brandy thanks, was a regular on the uh, Thursday night footy show, but at least he was honest, Brandy, and didn't. String you along, and he probably put two and two together that you were off your face at four AM in New York. Yeah. He's not. He's not. And dumb. yeah, I tell you, and it doesn't take Brownie much to the word start slurring. Oh, either. He goes. Can't, well, it doesn't. Remember no, the. No, remember well, that, I, I can't. Yeah, I'm the same, Brownie. Yeah. We both. You, Brandy you're, and I. You're half a beer. <laughs> yeah. But then just continue. But yeah, I start. I start to lose it early. This has been the longest podcast ever. Yeah, it is. Well, we've got to edit a few. Richard your... next week. Yeah, Richard next week. So thank you for joining us, Michael. Thank you for for stepping in. Oh, uh, happy we, to we, you, we might what have you to edit one of us. Well, because you. Had some swear words in there. We're not allowed to swear anymore. I should have told you to start the podcast. Oh, I didn't swear. He swore. I swore a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, you both swore. That's all right. We've got a beeping button. Thank you for joining us, of course. What else are we going to edit out? Uh, uh, might have been, yeah, we, yeah, might, we might have to leave that one out. Who knows? We might have to edit this whole bit out. Uh, <laughs> good luck. It is going to be a wet, wet weekend. Michael, actually, before we go, have you got a tip for the races? You're, of course, the host of the very popular Three Wide No Cover. Where should the punters put their cash this weekend? Uh, so this weekend, uh, the boys are really keen on a couple in Melbourne. Um, one is Kenjorwood, race three, number five, Kenjorwood. And the other one is race eight, number two, Furion. Mm-hmm. Um, very keen on both. And if you're paying 
are up in the Doombin 10,000. The top two picks of Red Zellin in her time. It's a race in two. Uh, they've said nothing outside of those two. So that's where I'd be playing. Boom. Chuck those into your AFL multis. As always, please like, subscribe, rate, review, whatever it is you're doing. But most importantly, gamble responsibly.